Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everyone who knows me knows I am obsessed with sneakers and shoes, especially living in New York City. Visit yorkathleticsmfg.com today and use my code REDCARPET at checkout for 20% off a new pair of amazing sneakers. These sneakers are so lightweight and so stylish that you can work out in them or you can just wear them all day. Don't forget, use my code REDCARPET at yorkathleticsmfg.com today to get yourself 20% off a pair of super stylish and athletic shoes. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. Yay! And I am so pumped, guys. I am back in a studio. Um, I know I've been back and forth, but this week I am back. And I have a lovely and special guest, Juliet Huddy. She is uh, currently the host of the Curtis and Juliet show on WABC. She's the former host of the Mike and Juliet morning show. And she's a former anchor on Fox 5 and a former host on Fox News, um, specifically Fox and Friends, among other shows. Am I right? Yeah, I actually started the weekend version of Fox and Friends. And this is when Fox and Friends was well, at least the weekend <laughs> version was fun. It was kind of yeah. like I mean we were hijacking snow plows and you know it was it was a totally different world than this. I mean it was a lot more yes. personality driven and kind of wild and mad. It was more like a morning show. It was. It yes. was definitely more and it didn't have him because I wasn't I wasn't super conservative. I was Republican. I wasn't conservative at the time. I was Republican and my yes. co-host was definitely, I mean, he definitely leaned to the left. So yes. we kind of avoided who the co-host at the Mike Jarek, okay. who, who did yeah, yeah. the morning show with Mike and Juliet with me. Yes. Um, yeah. So we kind of, we were lucky because we got to sort of avoid all the, you know, what yeah. ended up turning into what it is right now, which is not something that I, I really am in love with. I totally, totally get that. <laughs> um, I also wanted to add that um, actress Jennifer Morrison portrayed Juliet last year in the Oscar-winning film Bombshell. And um, Oscar-winning, I just want to clarify, it won for Best Achievement in Hair and Makeup. Yeah. Not any acting awards <laughs> or anything like that. Um, I but... do have to say, though, Charlize Theron did a very, very good Megyn Kelly. And Megyn yes. was not thrilled because she thought she was too, she was portrayed too cold. I'm kind of like, Meg, well, <laughs> <Listen, honey. laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I do. I want to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about so much. But um, no. So Julia and I have become friends through a mutual friend. And I actually used to see her at WABC when I would go on my friend's show. And I would like see her and I knew who she was, obviously. Um, <laughs> and I would like wave to her. And, you know, my friend would be like, do you know her? And I'm like, Nope, I don't know her, but I just am waving. And you would like wave back. You'd be on the phone so busy, but you were so sweet. You'd wave back. So busy, please. I was probably pretending like I was talking. Because that's what I do to avoid people attacking me in New York City. I pretend like I walk with my headphones on and I talk like like I'm getting mad at somebody on the phone. And I get all crazy. So people, any like murderers or rapists, they're like, oh, she's going to be way too much trouble. We're not going to deal with her. Oh my gosh. I swear to God, I do that. That's actually really smart. No, Um, I'm telling you. That's a good idea. If you look psycho, they're like, yeah, too too much. Wait, that's so funny. (laughs) That's at least what I. Well, you were so sweet. I would always wave to you, and um, it was it was amazing. And then we met, and I I just fell in love with you. And Same. and again, like you, um, I've I've followed your career for a long time. So That's this is so just funny. this is just very special to me. Oh, that's so, awesome. That's so um, yeah, so you – I just want to start at the very beginning because yeah. you are so interesting. Um, you've just done it all. You've done news, daytime talk shows, radio. Yeah. So can you just share with all of us how you got your start? Um, well, my father was a, he was a 
the entertainment critic for the Miami Herald. Um, and my mom was a singer, a professional singer. So I was around that world from the time I was a little, you know, iota, a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that was my world. I mean, we had we had Rodney Dangerfield at our house. We had it was just a it was a wild world that I grew up wow. in. And I always thought, it, you know, like you hear everybody, everybody who grows up in that kind of world with surrounded by celebrities, they all think it's completely normal. And I thought it was completely normal. But my dad ended up leaving um, when I was about 11. Um, he ended up leaving Miami and the Herald mm -hmm. to go to New York to start producing The Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder, which was a really, really cool show. It was kind of the predecessor to David Letterman. Let Letterman took over. But Tom Snyder is this amazing um, journalist, anchor, guy. He was just – he was so cool. Big drinker. But I really loved him. And they would have incredible guests on him. They, mm -hmm. they had U2's first live, live performance in the United States, uh, live TV performance. Um, I mean, Wendy Williams and the Plasmatics. They had um, – I mean, like anybody, Charles Manson, this person, yeah. I mean, it was sort of this motley mix, which is really, for me, that was my biggest inspiration. Wait, I you mean loved... Marilyn Manson, not Charles No, Manson. Charles Manson. Oh, I think it, it was it Charles Manson in the Like in the, the murder, Tomorrow Show. The murderer? Like the, the, yes, the, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, but I think it was either that show or another show that my dad produced after that called Night Watch with Charlie Rose, ironically. Oh. Um, so, so he was in television and I was just surrounded by that world all my life. And I just, I knew from the time I was very, very little that I wanted to be a journalist and I wanted to be a TV journalist. And, and I, I really liked personality and interviewing. I mean, cause I was around it. That's what Tom Snyder did. And that's what Charlie Rose did really, really yeah. well. So that was kind of like, I would just sit there in awe and just watch and how they did it. And, um, they made it very conversational, not like, do you like cats? No, I do not. Yeah. Do you like dogs? You know, it wasn't, it yeah. was just really like a flowing conversation. And I love that. And so that's, that's how I got into it. And um, I went to journalism school at the University of Missouri, ended up um, discovering boys and drinking a little, <laughs> a little early uh, on in my career there. Okay. So I ended up not getting into the J school. And by the time I, my grades were back up, I was already into politics and sociology and psychology. I double minored in those. And so okay. it, that was kind of wow. what I did. But anyway, you know, just did what a lot of kids do. They You start working at the smaller TV stations. I worked at a radio station in Columbia, Missouri. And then I went to a TV station. Then I went to a bigger TV, you know, and it's just yeah. one of those deals. And, so, and you've referred to yourself, which I loved because I had never heard it before, as a news brat. Like you moved around yeah, because like, you're – yeah, that was so oh, yeah. interesting to me. And, you know, you were like, yeah, that's a term. I was like, oh, and then I looked it up and it's it's used quite frequently. Is so, it really? Oh, yeah. I actually thought I made it up. No. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> no, it was like – it was actually used. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, how far back was it used is the question. Yeah. I like I, no, but yeah. my – I from fifth grade until my junior year of high school, I moved – for a, it was a different city, different school yeah. every single year. So okay. it was, yeah, definitely wow. news bratty. Yeah. Right. No, I, <laughs> I, I love that so much. So looking back, what was your favorite position as a host? Um, well, I mean, God, I just, honestly, I really loved – as far as the job went, mm -hmm. I had more fun on Fox & Friends weekend this – yeah. little upstart show on mm -hmm. Fox News, which at that time really wasn't, you know, it wasn't the powerhouse juggernaut that it is today. We just had so much fun because, again, we were kind of like the um, – this is such a – I shouldn't use this term. But it's okay. okay, <laughs> it's okay. The redheaded stepchildren. Like they, yeah. People were like, oh, they're on from 7 to 10 in the morning on Saturdays and Sundays. Nobody watched them. And, and all of a sudden, people were like, no, these – these people are nuts. They're crazy. Right. And, and the other co it was two guys and a girl. It was, two, it was Julian Phillips, Mike Jarek, and me. Okay. And it was just an amazing crew. We had such a cool time because it was – you'd be interviewing Condoleezza Rice one mm -hmm. second and then you'd be um, getting a performance by um, uh, Jose Feliciano or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It was so crazy and so varied. And I love that. But probably the most rewarding was – getting a nationally syndicated show, the Mike and Juliet show. I was, was going to say, if that is oh not your God. favorite, I am so surprised. Just well, because that is pretty much everybody's dream that's in this industry is to to do what you did and get your own morning show. The problem like, was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would think, and I remember when I was walking out with the first show, we were back behind, there's a studio audience, mm -hmm. and we were back behind the um, curtains, and my mom had come in, and my little brother was there, and 
Mike's family was there, and I had some of my friends. This is the first show you this guys did? This is the first okay. show, and they, they started, did, did, and then, you know, the intro music, which was always horrible. But we, I, I just looked at Mike, and I just started to cry. I'm like, Aww. holy, can I curse? Yeah, of course. Fuck, holy fuck. I was yeah. like, I can't believe this is happening, right? Like, this is unfucking believable yeah. And the problem was that the reason that we got the show was because Mike and I had this weird, crazy, like, nuts relationship chemistry we were just these we were we were the antichrist really (laughs) like it was regis and kathy lee regis and kelly and then juliet mike yeah and um we had bosses that just took over and they kind of neutered us and they we were constantly being called in you know don't do this don't do that and everything that we did that made us popular or made us fun was what they wanted to get rid of. And so it just, That's interesting. It like, out. do you, like what specifically do they not want you to do? They, I mean, it, it, this it like fascinates me oh, too, because wild. I'm like, I don't understand. Like sometimes it really makes good TV. Why can't you do it? They made me chop my hair, um, which I, I, you know, I had like thin, I always, I've always had thin hair. So I was like, it was finally long and I, yeah. and I was so happy. And I had to go and get it cut because they said it's more relatable for the Midwestern. I'm like, what? Wait, what, wait, do you what are you talking about? Like more relatable. And yeah, and it was just one day I decided to wear it. I had it up in a cool, you know, pullback ponytail when I actually put extensions in and yeah. they got freaked out by that. <laughs> but then I got in trouble and called into the boss's office because I had it in a ponytail. They didn't want me to. It was little things like that, but also... Um, we were too sexual. We were too like, sexy, sexual for the morning. I mean, like we, for you two t- towards no, each other? No, just like or in just... general, we would make all these, you know, sort of sly, perverted, funny comments that you would make when you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah. Nothing outrageous and disgusting. But I feel just, like Kelly and Ryan do that all the time. I mean, they, yeah, but for some reason there mm. was just, they, they just didn't understand or they just, they didn't get what we were all about. And yeah. I think had they let us kind of do our thing, I think the show would have been... I think it would have lasted. It was probably before our, our time. It was a show before its time. But still, I mean, I think you, you got, what, over a year with, I got with th- that? Almost Thir- three years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And usually, so. usually talk shows that, you know, they be, strip talk shows Monday through Friday. Yeah. Usually they don't make it past the first season. But we right. did. And that was that was really cool. I yeah, was that's in, that. that's incredible. Um, when you read about this show, it is, it is said and it is known that you guys had great rapport. Uh, and you yeah. guys were also um, interesting hosts because at the time you were both single. Yeah. You were divorced. He was divorced or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So it also made for really interesting TV. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, if, again, if you, if you look it up right now, which I don't think you've done that. Obviously. I know I actually oh, you did. Have? No, okay, cause but... I was showing my husband yeah. who, who wasn't around for those days. And I, right. we, and, and my neighbor, Ned, shut up. Um, <laughs> we were actually sitting around two weeks ago. So funny around our kitchen Island, which we always do every Friday night. And Ned wanted to see the, the morning show with Mike and Juliet. So I was showing him some clips and he was like, Oh my God. You know? yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. But then I looked up something because I remembered somebody, our first, after our first show, there was some really great review. And I couldn't remember where it was in the New York Post. And it was mm-hmm. in the New York Times, Virginia Heffernan. And she, it started off, um, he's creepy, she's contrived. And then, but, but it was, it was great. What it, it was worked. great television yeah. and it totally worked. And I was like, totally. Yeah. I am so contrived. And he is creepy. And <laughs> that's why it was wonderful. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I looked up some of the episodes on YouTube and it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. and it's funny because now I'm at a point in my life where I, I don't rush off to a desk. So I do turn on like a morning show sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have one that I like. I have to be honest. I try Wendy Williams a little bit. Her sarcasm, I don't always get. I guess where I'm like, is she, I don't know if you yeah. watch her, but yeah. so it's interesting. She um, replaced us when we were canceled. She replaced yeah, that's, us. I, I figured that's. But how I mean, it works. You know, yeah. I sent her a huge thing of flowers. I said, "Good for you." I mean, I have no, you know. Good yeah, for you. you're so good like that. She, I am. You do. I, you do. You you help women. Um, <laughs> I do. I, I, I will really say that important. about you. Yeah, you really really do. important. You help and support women. Um, so now. You've made a lot of headlines, right? I mean, if you... Uh, what do you mean? Well, I don't understand. If you, yeah. To so, which are you referring? Uh, you've made a lot of headlines and I know you're so stressed out about asking me all this. Just I, chill. Just ask. I know. And I... This he, is vodka, by the she's way. She's right. <laughs> no, she's right. I am a little stressed only because we are friends and I just, you know, you're I want to... You're not going to... There's nothing... If I, if I don't want to answer it, I'm not going to answer it. Okay. I'll say, look, I have to move on because I... There are legal issues, but... Totally. Ahead, and yeah, and there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces to this. So... 
Ultimately, you left Fox News and you went to Fox 5 News because mm-hmm. of a sexual harassment suit. Not against, at that, no, at that okay. point. No, no, at that point, okay. I had left when my syndicated show was canceled. Mike and Juliet was canceled um, in 2009. Okay. Um I was with, without a job. And so I went back to Fox News and I was filling in. But it was funny because I had left okay. Fox News sort of at the top of yeah. the Golden Girl. Yeah. And when I came back three years later, it was Megyn Kelly was the Golden Girl. And I, you know, and, right. and, and uh, we have similar looks. And, and so there was a little bit of that, you know. You have similar viewpoints, too. No, I will, no. At the time, not, no. No, not really, no. I mean, she's definitely more conservative. More, yeah, she's definitely to the right. I guess right. I'm thinking I'm about the, the Donald Trumps and the. Well, you the know, Trump, she, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's miraculously, she's she still says nice things about him. I can't, I can't do that, especially after what he said about her. But, um, but so they ended up moving me. I really wanted something permanent, but they ended up giving me um, Fox 5 in the morning. And, yep. Again, this is there's certain things that I can't talk about, but it was really I think you have to kind of ask yourself, wait a second. She just she was at the top of Fox News so much so that they gave her a nationally syndicated show. Yeah. And okay, it didn't work out and that happens, but now you're not even going to give her a position back on Fox. So they News. had you fill in at the network, Fox at the network, network and then I, they placed you yeah. at the the local at Fox the local 5. Fox okay. 5 station in New York and it was from 4:30 a.m. until 7 a.m. Um, which, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But the interesting thing to me, and again, I think this is just important to consider. Yeah. From 7 to 10 is Good Day New York, which is very much a talk morning yeah, show. Pop culture. And and they, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't let me fill in for Rosanna Scotto, which I always thought, huh, what's going on here? So I think if you, you know, people in the business and people who were aware of my career, uh, the launching of it and sort of the falling of it, I think people started going, what's, wait, what's going on with So then that? can so, we backtrack sure. here? Yeah. So, so did you file this sexual harassment claim against Bill O'Reilly at, at what point? Which, which after, year was well, this? Well, this was after, so this was in um, 2016. So I had gone, I had left the morning show with Mike and Juliet in 2009, bounced around a little doing utility at yep. Fox News for a couple of years. Then in 2012, I went to Fox 5 in New York, the local affiliate. So you, okay, so, and this is something that's documented a lot in Bombshell, right? Mm -hmm. This, the whole thing of Bill O'Reilly had happened in the past, previously. You turned down his advances. You can just say yes or no, Mm -hmm. whatever. You did. Um, And in the movie Bombshell, the women that turned down the advances of these men at Fox, um, or, you know, I forget some of their names, Mm -hmm. it was very apparent that their careers were stalled a bit. Yeah, you start... You would see people start to get marginalized and you'd go, well, that's weird. I mean, what did she do? And right. um, But it, it was so kind of – you just assumed, well, maybe she sucks at her job or maybe she pissed somebody so did off. So or- did you in your head start thinking this? Yes. Like, okay. So 100%. I turned down Bill O'Reilly and all of a sudden they're letting me fill in and then they place me at the local station and now I can't even fill in for Rosanna. That's weird. I definitely realized that something had happened and that somebody had maybe talked. And um, the reason that I didn't, and again, I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. the reason that I didn't go tackle this whole thing when I started realizing, okay, they're marginalizing me, my career is suffering, this is a problem. The reason I didn't do anything about it for several years was because Roger Ailes, this the head of Fox, right, was one of my dad's best friends. I grew up oh, with him. Okay. I grew up. I stayed at his home for a summer. I, we had a familial connection. Wow. Um, he was my brother's godfather. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and my dad was a consultant at Fox at the time. My brother was working as a correspondent for Fox. I was really scared of rocking the boat and creating trouble. And I, I'm That's so sad. It's sad because oh. it's sad because had I, had I stood up and said something, um, I probably could have protected other women. <laughs> yeah. And I would have had a lot more self-respect looking back. However, um, I was worried about my, my family losing their, 
their jobs. I was worried your about your brother and your yeah, dad. Yeah. yeah, which ultimately my my brother did lose his job. They they fired him while I was on the air um, speaking out for the first time after everything had broken. I was on Megyn Kelly's show on NBC, and, and I then got they off fired the him set. That day. I see. Yeah, I got off the set. I see a message from my mom. They just fucking fired your brother, <gasps> and I was like. Oh, oh my my, what, did they, what was the cause? What did they or what did they tell him? They claim that he got into a physical altercation with one of the um, one of the photographers. He was based in in the Jerusalem bureau, um, you know. And wow, yeah, I, it always made me sick to my stomach because I my brother is he's my bro, yeah. you know, and and he's so much better at journalism than I ever could be, and he's such a badass, and he this makes me want to cry even talking about it, but you know. I think they were just looking for a reason to get rid of the Huddies, period. And and oh, that gave wow. them the excuse. But it, that was the impetus for wow. them. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... So you sat on this information, though, for years and years and years in order to protect your family. Um, yeah. And then finally, you were just like, you know what? This has to come out because I've suffered because of it. So what do I have to well, lose, right? I didn't... It didn't... My feeling was it doesn't have to come out because... Um, I knew what was going to happen to me. I knew that if I knew that once I went to a lawyer and mm-hmm. and I talked to them and I said, "Here's what happened," and they said, "Whoa," um, I knew that Fox, you know, it's it's a machine, and Bill mm-hmm. O'Reilly is a machine, and I knew that I was going to be, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was going to be David and Goliath, and so that was, right. and, and also we had in our contracts that we signed when we got to Fox, you have. Um, it's sort of forced arbitration. So I would either go out and blast it publicly or I would just quietly go away and try to get another job somewhere. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, fortunately, I guess I should say, mm-hmm. not long after I left kind of quietly in September of 2016, I st- Fox 5. Fox yes. 5, yeah, mm-hmm. Fox period. Um, nobody really knew what was going on or knew, knew why. Um, I s- so was your contract up or you left early? No, I, I left. Yeah. Okay. Um, I started getting calls from the New York Times, from two reporters from the New York Times, Emily Steele and Mike Schmidt, and they were desperate to talk with me. They said, we're doing a story about Bill O'Reilly and we want to talk with you. And I was like, no effing way. Why don't I, why did I just say effing? <laughs> I said, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I wouldn't even return their calls. And finally I wrote, I said, no, I'm, I, no, I'm not talking. And they knew, they knew why I had yeah. a non-disclosure agreement. Right. So one day I came out of my house. It was so horrible. I had actually gone to the city to meet girlfriends. Um, <laughs> stayed out kind of late. I was living in Long Beach on Long Island mm-hmm. at the time. And I came home and I slept in really late. I didn't have a job. Yeah. Um, and I went to go walk out my uh, building to go get my car, which was at the train, left at the train station, you know, ah, completely hungover. And I see these two people sitting in my little lobby and they're like, Juliet? No. And I had recognized the girl's voice because she was the one who kept leaving messages. And it was Emily Steele and Mike Schmidt who were so dogged. They somehow got into my locked building and sat there and waiting for me to come down, which That's they probably so waited nuts. for hours. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you guys, I... I, I can't talk to you. And they said, well, here's what we know. Yeah. And they started blasting, basically telling me. And I'm like, oh, how, how did they the know hell that? do you know this? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But they were also telling me about, and they wouldn't say the other woman, but they said, can we ask you about X, X woman? Yeah. And I said, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I started realizing, holy shit. And there were all these women that had left and I never knew why. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. And then shortly thereafter, they broke the story and, you know, then it became every – And then every, – every, I mean, it was like yeah. around the world. And, yeah, yeah exactly. Crazy town. And, then, and then the shit really hit the fan. Oh, <laughs> my, life. my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, yeah. okay, so fast forward to uh-huh. today, mm-hmm. 2020. Yes. <laughs> um, your place of employment, WABC, yes. <laughs> recently brought on Bill O'Reilly to host a show. They and, um, you know, you had a very funny tweet, something along the lines of like the Christmas party should be interesting this year. Yeah. So I wanted to know just first of all, did did anybody – did you find out when everybody else did that he was no, working there? Did uh-uh. They, they no. kind of sat – They brought me in. Um, okay. Yeah. They brought that makes me, me feel like slightly better about the situation even though it's not – It was jarring. Or, I yes. mean obviously it was – really jarring. Um, but yeah, I look 77 WABC is a station that has 
right-leaning hosts. It appeals to Republicans, conservatives. It appeals to the right. Um, my position there is definitely a never Trumper, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm an independent. I was a longtime Republican. I left yeah. the party because of Trump and because of the GOP. But I still I still am conservative in some ways. I'm liberal in some ways. So I consider myself an independent. I go for person over party. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's not exactly – I don't quite fit in. It's sort of the square peg in the round hole at WABC. But um, I I recognize that it is a business. It's not a nonprofit organization. It's a business. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the fact is that there are still a lot of people in viewer land and listener land that – don't have a problem supporting and, and listening to Bill O'Reilly. Either they don't believe us mm-hmm. um, or they do and they choose to just compartmentalize and put that aside. There's still an appetite for him. I mean, what do you think about that? People that sort of separate that stuff. Um, I think it's, you know, I, I, I'm not going to judge a person. P- people think the way they think. Mm-hmm. The problem that I have with it, and, and this is even something that I've said to the people that I work with, some of the hosts that I work with. You you can skewer Matt Lauer and Charlie Rose, rightly so, mm-hmm. and and Mark Halperin and these other people. Skewer them. They're perverts and they're this and they're that and they're harassers. And but they're liberal. Mm-hmm. Or they're you know presumably yeah. liberal. You're okay with O'Reilly, despite the fact that probably all of those guys added together didn't do so. Right. Right. That's, that's, There's a double standard. Yeah, is but, sort of, but our boss, yeah. our owner, is he's a businessman, mm-hmm. and there's an appetite. And I, you know, I'm not a businessman. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I lost my house because of leaving Fox and and this lawsuit and all this crazy stuff. I mean, I uh, clearly am not very good with finances. So <laughs> I mean, he's he's obviously doing something right. And and yeah. you know, I have to say, O'Reilly's show is um, highly rated, not surprisingly, mm-hmm. and. And I and I deal with it. I do think it's really important. And I've spoken with Mr. Katsimatidis, our owner, about this. I, it's important for me to, for me, in my heart, yeah, to be that voice of you know I say reason or of sort of res- responding and reflecting, responding to and reflecting the feelings of the left mm-hmm. um, or the middle of the road. And yeah. um, I think that's an important role that I play. And so I don't. As, as as difficult as it is to sort of go, oh my God, the company that I work for <laughs> hired him. Yeah, it's kind of a challenge to me, and I've I've I have to tell you, um, and I've never said this before, and it sounds completely crazy, and I'm sure that there are going to be some me too people out there that just go, what the, f-? Yeah. but in a way, I almost want to thank Bill O'Reilly, believe it or not, because um, had I not gone through this complete nightmare of the sexual harassment, um, losing my career, um, losing the the friendship of f- friends, colleagues, even bosses. I mean, people that were at my wedding. Um, had I not gone through all of that, I probably would still be sort of surfing through life, not realizing how tough I am, mm-hmm. how strong I am. And when I say strong, like, don't don't shrug it off. It, <laughs> when I say strong, it's not – I'm not like using this term in sort of the trite female empowerment way. I'm saying finding my strength has helped me now charge through circumstances that I never thought I could charge through, yeah. uh, deal with people or things that I never would have been able to deal with before. It's like I know – I lost my career, everything that I ever worked for. It's like a doctor, their license being taken away. It's like, holy yeah. shit, nobody in television will hire me for whatever reason. But, and I thought, God, that's, that's, that was everything. It was my dream. Yeah. But I made it past. I made it past all the people calling me a whore and calling me a bitch and all these things. I've, I've mm-hmm. gone past all that. I never thought that I would ever have to deal with such vitriol and hatred in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, losing friends that I thought were like my buddies and, yeah. and the disloyalty and the betrayal and all of that. Mm-hmm. I got out of it. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. All right. I got out of it. I can deal with anything at this point. I yeah. mean, honestly, the probably losing my husband or, or my brother or my mom is going to be the horrific situation. But I honestly think that I've learned that I can, I can survive this kind of stuff. It's really a mind over matter kind of thing. And oh. I don't know 
that I would have been able to come to that sort of epiphany had I not gone through all this shit over the last four years, honestly. So wow. thanks, Bill. <laughs> sort of. I mean, that's that's incredibly inspiring. Um, and I, I'm just so appreciative that you shared that with us <laughs> just because really, I think a lot of people need to hear that. And also, I mean, you you talk about your television career being over. I personally don't think it's over because I listened to you on the radio. I've watched... Uh, like a lot of what you've done in in your career and it's it's not over. I think this is this is now and yeah. I think you um your future is still so so bright because look what's happening right now. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, these men, they were exposed. Everybody knows their dogs, but it's like you said they still have a following and people still want to listen to them because maybe they separate it and maybe they do compartmentalize. Yeah. But it's I mean, you're a shining star and oh, what really and what you just said, it really should just mean a lot to to a lot of women. Oh, that's very sweet of you. Yeah, Thank no, you. it's true. It really is true and it's go ahead. It's, yeah. It's just um it's not it's not that difficult to find ha- positives and happiness in life. I mean, mm. it seems like it is sometimes and trust me after I realized after I left Fox and I was sitting there in Long Beach and my husband would go to work and I'd just be sitting there and I'm like, when is it three o'clock yet? Can I have a drink? I, yeah. I started drinking, you know, like, yeah. and, and it was like, I, I just, I really thought, oh my God, this is a, this is a, this is hell. Nobody's mm-hmm. calling my agent, like <laughs> nothing was happening, yeah. but it's amazing. Life does mm-hmm. turn around and you really have to just have a great, great attitude and that vibe will you know, the mind over matter, like you said, is hundred percent so true. And oh my and, god! And I agree because you, I, we've talked about this. I think you, you mean, I mean, I don't think you do. You take a lot of heat on the Curtis and Juliet show, <laughs> and I don't know if I clarified. Her co-host is Curtis Lee, the founder of the Guardian Angels, yeah. who, you know. ABC, very right leaning, right? Yeah. It's they they love Curtis. They think he can do no wrong. Um, you have contrasting opinions um, to what Curtis says a lot, mm-hmm. and like the listeners don't love that all the time. So they feel the need that they they can call and just sort of berate you and bash you, mm-hmm. and you are so graceful about it. Um, <laughs> well, most of the time. Well, on Sometimes the air, I've lost it no, a on bit. the air, you're really graceful about it, and that says a lot because I mean, it's like. You're human, right? I yeah. mean, there's there's things that happen with celebrities and they don't talk about it. They don't release a statement. They just mm-hmm. kind of go about their lives. But you, we should all understand that they're obviously hurting inside. I mean, right? It's like – I usually – I try to look at it like, first of all, I think a lot of times people call because they want to get me upset. They, they literally want to hurt me. Yeah. They want to make this Trump hater – you know, Biden's right. whatever, Biden supporter, yeah. lib, yeah. whatever they want to think about me. Sure. They want to, they want to make me feel hurt. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I'm just like, what the hell is yeah. wrong with you? Like, You're that's a loser. just weird Get to over me. It. I it's know. It's weird. It is weird. But it's also, it also, it's like I want to say to them, and I have said this before, I've heard this for 20 years. I worked at Fox News. Believe yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. I've heard it all from the left, now the right. I've heard everything. There's nothing you can say. You can call me a has-been, washed up, old, <laughs> like fat, yeah. whatever you want. I've heard it all before. Mm-hmm. The thing that really pisses me off, and this is the only reason I walk out sometimes storming out and calling my husband like, I'm fucking it, yeah. is because yeah. I want to be able to say, um, Curtis, just a second. Yeah. Listen. Motherfucker, go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. You piece of shit. You know, yeah, I'm sorry, exactly. you might want to no, delete all this, but no, I don't want like, to. I, who it's the great. hell are you, weirdo? Right. But that's the thing, you cannot say that. No, you, that's the no, hardest part is that you cannot talk to your listeners like that. No. Even though they effing deserve it. So, yeah. right? I mean, they do. <laughs> well, it's so look, rude. But it's, the other thing is remember, I mean, Lauren, remember, these people are they're they're very passionate, they're very angry, and mm-hmm. they are they are able to yell at me because they're able to call the show and get through to me Yeah, in a way that they can't yell at their Biden supporting friends or family members or <laughs> colleagues. So they hold it all right. in. They get revved up. And then it's like, oh, you know, 800-848-9222. That's a good and point, like, actually. That's unleash. a really good point. Yeah. So um, I try to keep that in mind because I always think, I guarantee you, 90% of these people that call up and say these horrible things to me, if we were sitting at a bar right now yeah. and we said let's go meet let's go meet and talk, the, talk yeah. about this we would be laughing our asses off yeah. within 
10 minutes. That's, yeah. Because it, it's like. That's a really good point. It's I funny. Really it's like, that. do you remember the part in Bombshell? I know I keep going back to it, but like when no, the lady no. at the supermarket's like, oh, by the way, I hate your show to yes. Gretchen Carlson. <laughs> yeah. I actually enjoyed that part because I, I don't like love Gretchen Carlson, which is why I was yeah. kind of like, I actually kind of love that. But anyway, <laughs> so let's, okay, say this situation arises, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say it is the Christmas party at WABC. Yeah. You go to the bathroom, you pee, you put on lip gloss, whatever. I don't know. You walk out. You bump into Bill O'Reilly. You guys literally bump shoulders. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Um, What do you say? I probably – I mean, I know myself and I know that some people will go, yeah, right, you would do this. I'd probably go (laughs) – I'd probably go, what's up, William? Because I used to call him William on the air and people would always be like, oh, that's so funny. She's such a smart ass. I'd probably be like, what's up, William? And just keep walking. I mean, I'm – you know, what am I going to say? It's I like, don't know because I don't know because to me, it's like you always have these moments where you dream you wanna just, of – Right? You, you, if somebody has like wronged me in my life and I haven't seen them or there's a situation, I personally stay up at night and I'm like, if I ever run into the street, what would I say? I think about what it. Would I say? Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I've so, thought about that for, for – well, for yeah. many years actually. But yeah, I don't – I just – at this point, Lauren, honestly, again, I've truly moved forward. Sure. I literally look at that again as it was a a weird blessing in disguise, a completely mm-hmm. depraved blessing in disguise. Yeah. And it's I it brought me to where I am. So no, I'm not going to go. Oh, thanks, Bill. Let's go get a drink. Yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna. But what just, if you? But then what if he strikes up a conversation? Are you going to keep walking or do you like engage? Like what do you do? Um, that's a that's it's an like a question. it's a workplace. I'm it's like pretty. A, well, I would never, I would never create drama in my workplace. Sure. It's I have zero but like, interest. You know, in that. everybody's looking, right? Yeah. Everybody will be looking. They see you guys <laughs> in the corner talking. Everyone's gonna look, and yeah. you're like, oh. I was invited to a birthday party recently for the owner of the station out in the Hamptons, and I was, I said yes. My husband and I were gonna go. And then I found out that O'Reilly was going to be there. And I said, no. And the only reason was because my husband's a different story. (laughs) My husband is a Mm. Valley Stream, Long Island, long-haired, heavy metal, rock musician, devil tattoo. Yeah. Not – he can't get past the things. And a Mm -hmm. lot of the stuff that has been out there, it's not the whole story. And so, of course, my husband knows the whole story and my family and my close friends. But – um, so he, I wouldn't want to put him in that situation because I, you know, yeah. he's, he's a Valley streamer. You know, mm-hmm. they like to fight. He hasn't gotten in a fight in many, many years. He's not like, well, if he's going to Bill O'Reilly would be the perfect person. I would, I would, because... be, I would kill him. I would absolutely I kill know, him. There's I know. I know. No Talk about like him. getting yourself out of this like place in your career. And <laughs> then all of a sudden your husband beats the shit out of you. Oh my yeah, God. That would not can be you good. even imagine? No, that would be absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> God, absolutely terrible. Horrifying. But so what do you think that, um, you are misunderstood? That I am misunderstood? Yes. Do you think that that to the media and to maybe some of your listeners? Oh, that's do you, a good question. Do you think that you're misunderstood? Um, I don't know. I don't think so because maybe to people who don't know enough about me or listen to me much, maybe they, right. if they just, you know, once in a while they turn on the radio and they hear my comments, maybe they think something about me. But I have always been, I mean, it's been a benefit and it's been a detriment. I've always been extremely over sherry, extremely open. I mean, to me, authenticity, and we were talking about this, authenticity is the key in television and I guess to a degree in radio. I'm still trying to figure out radio. But in television, (laughs) like you, authenticity, being exactly who you are is so important. And I think Hmm. viewers are are pretty cagey. They can figure it out after a while. So I don't think that I am misunderstood. I think people get me. I mean, I sometimes question whether or not I should be, when I'm on Twitter, I do write people back and I do get into things and I do write smart ass things. I never try to attack, I never will attack anybody um, unless they attack me. But even then I don't, you know, say you're a loser or stuff like that. I mean, I really hold back on that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, sometimes I wonder, maybe I, I've had friends who are in the industry who say, just why are you even writing them back? But it's like, because, because I, I get it. I, you're I think a human I would being too. And I, no, but it's like, you're, they're a human being and I want to, yeah. I want to engage it. But then by the same token, it's kind of like, eh. But, well, something you said that I, I really liked and I, I, it's interesting to me. You said, I'm about the person, not the party. Mm-hmm. Because everybody thinks, oh, on this show, you're so liberal. You're so liberal. Yeah, you're no, voting I'm for not. Joe Biden. You're not. You're no. an independent. You just don't like Trump. So you don't want to vote for him. Right. Um, and, I, and I'm and i very – I'm disgusted with the, the GOP because right. I do think that they have enabled um, – you know, it's, again, it's my opinion. But I – 
No, I mean, I'm, I would say I'm fiscally conservative. Yep. Um, definitely socially liberal. Uh, I believe in a strong defense. Um, I, cause I do think you are misunderstood on, on this front. Well, I definitely yeah. by the listeners. Yes. But, I mean, but and to them, to a lot of them, not all of them, um, a lot of them, if you are not with Trump, then you are treasonous and you are right. the devil. Right. And it's so weird. Yeah. I mean, but so when I was at weird. Fox, there was definitely a climate where if you liked Obama, you're the devil. You mm. know, if you said yeah. anything nice, if you didn't want to read a script because it was um, it was anti-Obama and then you were the I mean, it's that's the way it is. And, and, and people, I think. My mantra now, especially mm-hmm. becoming an independent and really sitting back and sort of marinating and thinking about life and all of this stuff, I really believe it's so important to keep reminding people, you guys, this is a country that was founded by people who wanted to get away from being told what to think and being punished for yeah. being a contrarian. I mean, that's why this country was founded. And so am I a huge fan of Trump supporters right now? No, I, I, I don't understand why you would support him. But mm-hmm. I, people have their own reasons and people have – why am I going to judge that? Right. I don't think they're, they're horrible human beings and the right. devil. I mean, I think the ones that are mean to me are. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. I mean, But yeah, no, I, I completely get it. Um, now, just going back to Fox and I – I was really surprised to learn that Roger Ailes was um, your brother's godfather. Yeah. Now, did you – when you were at Fox, mm-hmm. when you were at – you know, you were on the weekend show and you were filling in, did you hear of any of this sexual abuse that was going on or um, was it – No. Sort of – you didn't no, – you had no I idea. I didn't. Okay. Um, but I think the reason for that is because, I mean, from the day I was hired in the Miami Bureau at the age of 28, I mean, everybody – Everybody pretty much knew because my dad was – he worked for CBS and NBC. He worked with Roger. I mean mm-hmm. his he's, his name has been mentioned in books and uh, with Roger. And I, people – it got around really fast that, oh, one of, you know, Roger's, Roger's girls is coming in. Okay. And, and the thing is Roger wouldn't hire me for several years. Um, he was watching my career and he was yeah. watching to make sure that I was qualified, I mean, which of is course. slightly important. Yeah. Um, but people – Definitely. I mean, people who were close friends of mine never told me. Because they were they, because almost nervous that it would get I back. never asked them why they didn't. I okay. think I just kind of um, – I just kind of assumed that either maybe they were worried that I would say something to my family. Yes. And it would get – my dad and it would get back to Roger. Yeah. Um, which is completely valid. Or they thought – you know, it's going to piss Juliet off to even hear that. And so, I mean, I – when things came out about Gretchen, I immediately um, wrote a thing on Twitter and a thing on my personal Facebook. And mm-hmm. I said, this is disgraceful. and Because I wasn't a fan of Gretchen's at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I really I, – I just thought – I didn't believe really her, her story. And I, I hate okay. to say it. But I also knew some things about her, just kind of her behavior. And so I, I kind of felt like she was using it as an excuse because they wanted to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly that wasn't the case because there were there were audio recordings. Um, right. But I really I, – I stuck up for Roger and then I started hearing more and more things and I was like, oh, my God. But I also yeah. have to tell you that, you know, again, my dad, my family knew him very well. And I would hear little things here and there growing mm-hmm. up. Um, and I always kind of ignored it. And I have no relationship with my father, just FYI. Okay. Um, at all anymore. Um, and so I, I had, <laughs> without saying too much, my relationship with my dad, it's, it's not there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that, I, I think maybe there was a lot of symbiosis, maybe a lot of protecting going on there. Okay. Um, uh, so, mm. you know, did you go to his funeral when he I didn't, had, you did no, not. Uh-uh. Okay. No. But I, and again, I, I don't, did your he, brother, he didn't, he didn't. Okay. No, I mean, I don't, I don't even remember. I think there was a sense, there was an anger. I, mean, I was very close with Roger's, um, adopted daughter and, um, we, we were, we were buddies. And, um, after I left, I noticed that she, blocked me on Facebook and everything. And I oh, no. I think that she took that 
and maybe the family took that as me being me betraying Roger. Um, That's not even when really it had nothing case. at all. Yeah, it had nothing to do with but, him. But by the same token, it did because mm-hmm. Bill O'Reilly um, was. There were people that were covering up all of these harassment uh, allegations and accusations, and this was going on for a while. Mm. Um, And Roger would have known, and Roger would have known about me, and that was like gut punch. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but uh, it's all so crazy. It's so so nuts nuts to even think about it. So right? I'm telling you, oh my god, Lauren, the just. I, maybe this happens also when you get older, but you start to your friendship circle and your trust, your ability to trust, shrinks yeah. so rapidly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally. I just my my group is so tight, and I just don't really let a lot of people in anymore because yeah. I've I've let a lot of people in, and I've been really screwed over. And I'm extremely trusting, and I do want to help women, other yeah. women, and, and I, I never want to be competitive and I never want to be jealous. And I, right. that was always something that I prided myself on. I was yeah. like, we all have our thing. We are, we're all marketable in our own ways. And if somebody, if Megan Kelly gets a job over me, it's because she was better for it. You know, unless, mm-hmm. unless she proves to not be, unless I, you know, and I've always believed that, but, and well, Megan's I, not somebody who but betrayed But then again, me, but. like you've always believed that until Again, until I watched like Bombshell and the loudest voice. And then I was like, I don't believe any of this, that so-and-so is good for the job now. I'm like, you know what I mean? It made me like take a step back. And I was like, oh my gosh, what would I do in this situation? I don't know how I would react because like, you know, you want the job so bad and you get pulled into like the – and you're like, oh my gosh. And now just like that, it's over. So – it's hard. I, yeah. I feel for for everybody that worked there and you know was trying to build their career and have a career. Well, it's funny because there was a, a Washington Post um, article that just came out recently, and it and it quoted me um, talking about how people who have left Fox are really not marketable in television anymore. Um, wow! And this is not just the people who left under sexual harassment lawsuits, but mm-hmm. but people who leave Fox. It's just you can't really leave. Fox, unless you're really lucky, and go to another network, for instance. And so that's um, that's something that's I definitely have noticed. But I also noticed that there are a lot of um, a lot of uh, responses to this particular article, mm-hmm. and from a lot of people that I respect, liberals who are like, yeah. "Well, screw them. They worked for the you know the, that place, and they enabled." And it's like that's very easy for you to say, but when yeah. you are 28 years old or whatever, 32 years old, you've been hired someplace, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to do great things. And then you realize, okay, I can't leave this place. Right. You know, you're not going to quit. I mean, unless you are just so incredibly righteous or you have something to lean on and are are willing to lose your career, like maybe a very wealthy husband, for instance. But even so, you want your career and you've worked so hard for this. It's like not even fair. Yeah, It's it's really not. But it's funny you say that because we talked about this the other day um, off the record. Just Megyn Kelly is a perfect example of that. She only lasted one year at NBC before she said something that offended and pissed off everybody. I think they were looking for an excuse because but regardless they still axed her they did yeah but look i mean megan she's a friend of mine uh i respect the hell out of her she's she's so good at what she does Mm -hmm. um but i don't think megan was i don't think the morning talk show you know that's just not megan megan is the hard kind of the the ice queen and i've told her this i mean we went out and had dinner and i literally said you were the the cool, calm, ice queen, mm-hmm. kind of badass yeah. that, you know, and I respect that you can go off, you can go after people. And she did a great job with that. And she was yeah. fearless with that. And that's where she belonged, I think. And I just, I don't think that that show was really the best vehicle for her. And I think that the, the I agree suits with that. were realizing that. And then she started kind of, you know, criticizing the suits, which I completely am yeah. like, bravo. I and know. now she's got her new podcast network, right. which is like, I don't have anybody to behold be beholden to, which is like, which oh my is God, nice. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that that'd is be really amazing. Nice. Now, do you think that they um, portrayed you accurately in Bombshell? Mm, um, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> Jennifer Morrison, I actually always liked her as an actress, but mm-hmm. I just hated the way she portrayed me because she was yeah. like, yeah, you know, like this simpering little baby. And I, you right. know, I was like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Yeah. Um, that, 
I mean, maybe I cried a couple times or got a little, but that's just, that is not my personality at all. As she did, see, she did seem a little weak actually, very, which is very funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's I definitely hated that. That was the you. thing that I came out of it with. I was like, damn it. Yeah. Um, and this, it was, it was kind of weird. I mean, they just, I, I was sort of popped into the story and it was like, woo, blew in, blew out. Yeah. And I think it was just understood that everybody's going to know Bill O'Reilly and, oh, here's Juliet Huddy. Exactly. Because oh, they referenced the Bill O'Reilly yeah. sexual stuff, which, right. you know, was, was people that don't know, you can Google it because it's right. public. <laughs> I'm not going to make you relive that, obviously. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, yeah. So. It was, um, and, and again, by the way, um, I was contacted by the screenwriter, Charles Randolph, but after they had already shot my scenes and he just wanted to meet with me and yeah. just sort of, you know, kind of just, I guess, see who I am and everything, which is why I thought it was funny that the, 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 um, performance that Jennifer Morrison did, didn't get the cutting room floor treatment. Cause it yeah. really isn't me. No. And I don't think I, when I met him, I was, you know, I think cause like, they needed it in there. That's why well, they needed it, know. but they it just, um, yeah, I just wish they would have portrayed me as a little bit more of a badass. But maybe, I mean, maybe she watched the, me on Megyn Kelly when the first time I spoke out and I was freaking out. I do yeah. have to tell you. Yeah. No, I've watched so. that clip too. That was from 2017, I think. Or uh, yeah. 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 So yeah. no. So you know what? Maybe that was it. Yeah. Because you were a little bit um, more reserved. Oh, I was freaked out. Yeah, yes. Completely you had your, you had like a lawyer with you. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. No, totally. That, you know, that makes sense. Potentially. But mm-hmm. then you would think, well, wait, why wouldn't she? Look at some more things. I yeah, mean, just know that she's yeah. Juliet's big mouth and. <laughs> but whatever. Good job, Jen. <laughs> well, I love it, and I um, I just can't even tell you how lovely this has been for me. Oh, seriously, thank you. Me too. I've been I looking forward you. to this. I so. think you're so talented, Thanks, and you're Juliet. so charming, and you ask great questions. Thank you. And our mutual friend Frank Morano. Yes. he's we're, he is the one to thank because he's the one that introduced yes, us. Yes, Frank so introduced us. Um, he's a host on uh, WABC seventy-seven. Yes, yeah, so hopefully I will continue to see. You there when I mean My now friend. yeah Frank is doing a crazy hour so well, I'm not there as BFFs, much but so now we, we are yes yeah. you know what we told that's exactly <laughs> what we're gonna do we'll have drinks um and it's just gonna be great just so don't betray me yeah <laughs> I actually I don't even know how I I possibly could <laughs> are, but um, believe yeah. me I didn't know how some people possibly would either but it's no, funny you know can. it's funny that you say that too because I am still just getting my feet wet in um the entertainment industry so. I guess I'm still such a newbie. I have so much to learn, but it's good to talk to people like yeah, you yeah, to yeah. just keep me on my toes and keep me guarded, I guess. Because yes. it's like you said, you would have never thought that so-and-so would say this about you or, you know, whatever, yeah. but it happens. Oh, or, I've got or a reporter twisting your words, yeah. or, you know, so it really is. It's, it's, it's great to be reminded of, of this stuff. Well, so, you've got you know. a wonderful future and you're very good. Thank and I'm, you. It was really fun. Thank you. I mean, it was like, how long was this? It flew by. Like Jeez. an hour. And, was it really? And now we're going to go have a drink. So, That's right. what? yeah. Oh my Did my husband think I was coming home after this? Yeah, I don't no, think sorry. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Um, thanks for listening. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple and follow Juliet on Twitter and follow her on Instagram at Juliet. Huddy TV. Yeah, I think for both. To that TV. Yeah, no, that's for that's for both her Twitter handle and her Instagram handle. And you can follow me at Lauren underscore Interviews. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.